Hey, this is Dylan Short, host of Locked On Braves, and you're listening to Locked On Yankees. Welcome to the Locked On Yankees podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Stacey Gotsoulias, and I'm the host of Locked On Yankees. You can find us on Twitter at Locked On Yankees, all one word. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Gotts. Please feel free to tweet questions or comments to either account. If you're a new listener, hello and welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. We will be recapping last night's 9-6 win over the Braves. We'll talk about individual performances, we'll talk about how annoying the game turned out to be, and more. But first, you can get Locked On Yankees and all other Locked On podcasts straight to your phone in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. Last night's game started off well. Luke Voigt hit a three-run home run in the bottom of the first to put the Yankees up 3-0. They scored another three runs in the third inning. They scored two runs in the fifth inning. They were up 8-0 heading into the top of the sixth. Everyone was cruising along. It looked like it was going to be an easy win. And then... Things fell apart slightly for Jordan Montgomery. He got Dansby Swanson to fly out to start the inning, which was good. Then Travis Darnode singled that pain in the butt. He's a pain in the butt no matter where he goes. Freddie Freeman hits a single. And then Marcel Osuna hits a bomb for a three-run home run. So it's 8-3 at that point. And you're thinking, okay, a five-run lead going into the bottom of the sixth should be good enough. You'd think... Then the Braves score another run in the top of the seventh. Fine. Okay, so they've halved the score. It's 8-4. Not a big deal. In the bottom of the seventh, after a Gleyber Torres walk, Mike Ford hit a double over Marcel Ozuna's head, and Torres scored. So that made it 9-4. So they had another nice five-run cushion. In the top of the eighth, Luis Sessa comes in. He replaces Adam Adovino. Adam Duvall reached on an error by Torres. Torres is not looking comfortable at shortstop so far, and I hope he works his stuff out. Then Sessa gave up a double to a double to Johan Camargo, and that scored Duvall. Austin Riley flied out. Camargo advanced to third. Tyler Flowers hit a double that scored Camargo to make it 9-6. Sessa is removed from the game. Chad Green comes in. He gets Marcakis to strike out swinging. He gets Dansby Swanson to ground out to end the inning. Thank goodness. The top of the ninth was uneventful. Zach Britton replaced Chad Green. Darnold struck out swinging. Freddie Freeman lined out to Brett Gardner in left. Ozuna flied out to Tockman in right. And Britton only threw six pitches that inning. And the Yankees held on 9-6. So Montgomery pulled a Paxton, (laughs) but luckily he had an eight-run cushion, not just a three-run cushion. Otherwise, he would have been in trouble. 
But Montgomery's final line was six innings pitched, three runs on four hits, one walk, four strikeouts, that home run to Ozuna. I'd sign up for six innings and three runs. That's a quality start. But again, it's just frustrating when your starter is rolling along and then suddenly falls apart. I mentioned Luke Voigt's home run. Well, Aaron Judge hit a home run. That one is drilled, drilled to right center. No chance. See ya. Up against a Toyota sign. A bullet home run the other way. Judge, his ninth of the year. A solo shot. And the Yankees lead 7-0. Yeah, he hit a home run the other way. It dented the sign above the Yankees' bullpen. This man is unbelievably strong. Judge hit that home run in the bottom of the fifth inning. In the bottom of the sixth inning, Mike Tockman came in to replace Aaron Judge and everyone got scared. <laughs> After the game, Aaron Boone explained that he was giving Judge some rest because they played four games on turf in Tampa. I don't know. He claims that Judge is perfectly fine. I guess we'll find out later. But I really wish Aaron Boone wouldn't do things like that, especially with the Yankees and their injury history and Judge's injury history. Everyone was assuming the worst. They just were thinking, oh God, he hurt himself on the home run. What happened? Again, I, I really wish Boone wouldn't do that sort of thing because it, it doesn't make sense. They have an off day tomorrow. He can rest tomorrow. Gary Sanchez was 0 for 4 with two strikeouts, and this brings his average down to 0.93 on the season. Gary, where are you? On the opposite end of the spectrum, DJ LeMayhew's average is 400, thanks to a 1 for 2 night with two walks. He scored two runs, got a hit, he struck out once. Another guy having issues at the plate, Brett Gardner. His average is down to 184 after an 0-for-4 night with two strikeouts. Glaber Torres is hitting 151. In a lot of cases, when a guy is struggling offensively, his defense is usually okay. But in Glaber Torres's case, neither aspect of the game is going well for him. Hopefully he will snap out of this at some point. He just doesn't look comfortable playing shortstop. And, you know, the shortstop is the captain of the infield. You need someone who can play that position to man that position. As I said earlier, they have an off day tomorrow, so maybe they can work with him. In a moment, we're going to look back at this day in Yankees history and specifically look at a game that happened 35 years ago today. But first, let's talk about CBDMD, because it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend hours a day hunched in front of your laptop like yours truly, everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters the most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. 
I don't have a car. I don't drive a car. I've never owned a car. But if you drive and own a car, you should go to rockauto.com because rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com What were you doing 35 years ago today? 35 years ago today, I was gearing up to start my cheerleading season. I was a Pop Warner cheerleader from 5th grade to 8th grade. I also was obsessed with General Hospital, and I would be in my pool during the day, and then at 3 o'clock would have to jump out (laughs) to watch General Hospital. And then after it was done, I'd go back in the pool and then eat dinner, do whatever I needed to do. Sometimes I'd watch the Yankee game with my dad. I'm sure he watched this game. I don't really remember because it was 35 years ago. So let's just, let's look at this. So it was a Monday, August 12th, 1985. The game was in Comiskey Park, number one. The attendance was 28,801. At the time, the White Sox were 54 and 54. The Yankees were 63 and 47. So let's go through the lineups because you know I love doing that. For the Yankees, Ricky Henderson, Don Mattingly, Dave Winfield, Ken Griffey, Don Baylor, Ron Hassey, Willie Randolph, Mike Pagliarulo, Bobby Meacham, and your starting pitcher was Phil Necro. For the White Sox, Ruby Law, Brian Little, Harold Baines, Greg Walker, Carlton Fisk, Ron Kittle, Joe Dessa, is that right? Tim Hewlett, Ozzie Guillen, and your starter was Gene Nelson. Let's look at the umps. Okay, home plate, Rick Reed, first base, Greg Kosk. Second base, Richie Garcia. And third base, Tim McClelland, because Tim McClelland was an umpire for 80 years, it seems. So again, this was at Comiskey Park, which means the Yankees opened up the game. There wasn't any scoring until the top of the fifth. Don Baylor was hit by a pitch, then Ron Hassey hit a two-run home run. Willie Randolph grounded out. Mike Pagliarulo hit a fly ball out. Then Bobby Meacham hit a single. Ricky Henderson hit a double that scored Meacham, and Don Mattingly hit a ground out to first. Unassisted, the Yankees scored three runs. They were up 3-0. In the bottom of the fifth, Ron Kittle hit a home run off Negro to make it 3-1. That's all the White Sox would do there. In the bottom of the sixth, after getting two fly balls from Guillen and Law, Negro allowed a single to Little. Then Harold Baines hit a double that scored Little. While Greg Walker was up, Necro threw a passed ball. Baines made it to third. Then he threw another passed ball, and Baines scored. Walker eventually walked. How perfect. And then Carlton Fisk struck out to end the inning, so the game was tied at three. 
Ron Hassey took things into his own hands right in the top of the seventh. First batter of the inning hits a home run off Gene Nelson to put the Yankees up 4-3. After Willie Randolph hit a single, Jerry Don Gleaton replaced, that's quite a name, replaced Gene Nelson pitching, and he gave up a home run to Mike Pagliarulo. That put the Yankees up 6-3. Bobby Meacham struck out looking, Ricky Henderson walked, Don Mattingly hit a single that advanced Henderson to third, Dave Winfield was intentionally walked to load the bases. Ken Griffey hit a double that scored Henderson, Mattingly, and Winfield. The Yankees went up 9-3. Dave Wehrmeister replaced Jerry Don Gleaton. He got Don Baylor to ground out for the second out of the inning. Then Hassey hit a single that scored Griffey to put the Yankees up 10-3. Mike Pagliarulo struck out to end the inning. The White Sox would get a run off Necro in the ninth inning on a home run by Ron Kittle, and then Negro would get Joe DeSa to ground out to end the game. It was 10-4. So yeah, Phil Negro pitched a complete game because pitchers did that back then. I told you all the story of my first ever experience at Yankee Stadium in August of 1983 on the show a couple of days ago, and in one of the games of that doubleheader, Ron Guidry pitched a complete game. Let's talk about Phil Negro because Phil Negro pitched forever. He made his debut on April 15, 1964, at the age of 25. He made his last appearance on September 27, 1987, at the age of 48. During that tremendous career, he threw 245 complete games. 1977, he had 20. 1978, when he made the All-Star team, he had 22. And in 1979, he led the league with 23 complete games, 342 innings pitched. That is absurd. He was with the Yankees in two years, 84 and 85. His age 45 season was with the Yankees. He went 16 and 8. He made the All-Star team. He pitched 215 and two-third innings. He had five complete games in 1984. In 1985, in his age 46 season, he was 16 and 12. He had seven complete games. He pitched 220 innings. Now, he walked 120 batters, and he led the league in that stat, which isn't great, but again, he was 46. I'm turning 46 in exactly two weeks, and I couldn't even imagine playing baseball at my age. In 1987, Negro was famously caught cheating when a nail file came out of his pocket. He was ejected for cheating. That happened his last season, so his last season was pretty eventful. Since we have some time, let's mention the fact that four years ago today, Alex Rodriguez played his last big league game against the Tampa Bay Rays. The Yankees ended up winning. He hit an RBI double in the first inning off Chris Archer. Joe Girardi put him at third base one final time in the top of the ninth inning. Then he removed Rodriguez with one out so he could get an ovation from the home crowd. It's hard to believe it's been four years already. Tonight, the Yankees take on the Braves for game two of the two-game series. It will be Masahiro Tanaka against Huascar Noah. I'm assuming that's how you say that name because baseball reference doesn't have a pronunciation. Noah gets his second start of the season in a bullpen game. The last time out against the Phillies, he pitched two and one third frames. He allowed a hit and a run while striking out one. Tanaka is coming off five innings of one hit ball against the Rays. He struck out five. He didn't issue a walk. 
Again, he continues to build stamina after sustaining the concussion on July 4th, and he should be able to pitch at least 75 to 80 pitches tonight. The game can be seen on Yes, and it starts at 7.05. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy your Wednesday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow.